everybody. Welcome to another great edition of Talking Ticks. I'm Scott Gerard. Joining me tonight, as always, Tommy Johnson, Daniel Zollinger. Got a quick one for you this week, folks, probably. Uh, I mean, we can always expand on things, but uh, not too much happening, although the Tigers did finalize their defensive staff for football. Uh, we got some men and women scores to catch you up on this week, as well as, well, I mean, the NFL playoffs are started. We might talk about that, too. But before we get into anything, to check in with Tommy and Daniel as we always do to see how you guys are doing. Good to be back. Good to have a, a a light week. Although I mean, there's always news. It seems it's just you know constantly uh, trickling out. But hope you guys had a good week. Uh, what's going on, witches? Man, uh, you know, not a lot. Just uh, I think you'll uh, you know, man. I don't know. Good week. Here we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it was the first week in a while it was kind of down in terms of news because or stuff going on at least because there was the holidays, Christmas and New Year's and the college football playoff. And then last week with the, the big coaching news about Saban and Belichick retiring and all of that. And then this week was more kind of even keel, I guess. So uh, it looks like we're into the bit of the quiet period between uh, college football and then like March Madness coming up in March. So we got this about month and a half stretch January to February where not as much going on. Obviously you got the NFL playoffs still um, for a couple more weeks. So that's fun. But in terms of college, a little bit laying low um, except for the hoops, which uh, has, hasn't been LSU's traditional strong suit, but um, they're, they're on the court at least. So uh, trying to enjoy that where we can, but overall doing good. Uh, glad to be back with y'all. Yeah. Is it just me or does it seem like, yeah. Wow. Uh, March Madness is kind of just around the corner. Uh, I mean, did, did football season seem like it was extended a little bit longer than you? I don't know. Cause it's like now the, I know they just started SEC play, but we're, we're not that far from March Madness. So uh, I remember last year we were like, Oh, what's going to take us to next football season. Luckily LSU baseball took us a ways, but uh, I think LSU basketball did nef- definitely did not have a- as good a start, at least in SEC play as they did. But uh, well, we'll definitely get to that, but I uh, wanted to talk about the coaching hires at LSU, build out the defensive side of things, still some uh, questions on the offensive, but uh, LSU brings Corey Raymond home. That's probably the, the biggest news, although it seems like we have, gosh, how many defensive linemen coach, coaches do we have? Uh, I know that they also signed Kevin Peoples, who worked with uh, Blake Baker at Missouri. Uh, now, we already have a defensive line coach, but I guess he's... Uh, in addition to that, and uh, gosh, who else? Uh, I'm already free. Oh, Olson, uh, who actually worked with LSU previously back in 2021. Uh, he is coming back. Uh, sorry, look, where does sorry, I'm missing his first name. Jake Olson. Thank you, Jake Olson. Because uh, there was uh, another famous Olson uh, in the NFL, played tight end for the Panthers. Uh, but all three of them, they have finalized the defensive staff. I don't think we have any other room because we've filled out everything with the defensive side but uh i i don't know what do you guys say about that because it's it's i think we're all thinking defensive before the season ended then we found out that uh our offensive coordinator was leaving that still remains to be determined but how do you feel now that we know that okay we're probably not going to add anybody anybody else on the defensive side because we've had a lot of people so uh, I'm I'm satisfied. I, I think it's a it's a really good crew of, of coaches. So let's see what I'm, happens. I'm satisfied. I'm excited. But you know, the, now the one thing like that we're talking about 
or that we that we have to consider. Um, everybody loves Corey Raymond because he's he's the godfather of DBE, right? He's the guy who brought us Tyron Matthew. He's the guy that brought us all that. But is he? That's what we you know. I think I've, I, there's been some criticism of that of that kind of moniker for a while. Now the, the one consolation, and I think something that Brian Kelly has, has addressed um, some of the later years of Corey Raymond as, as, you know, uh, DB's coach weren't great. And what you, and what they, what, you know, people will tell you is it's because uh, he was over both cornerbacks and safeties. You know, I think he's considered to be more of a cornerback guru and really a recruiting guru. I don't know. I, I mean, it's not like it's not like uh, Florida had lockdown corners d- defensively during his you know couple years with uh, with uh, with Napier. I think that this is I think that this is almost like a I-, I like this move for one reason, and it's the same reason I liked the Frank Wilson move at the beginning of Brian Kelly's uh, tenure. This is a return. I think this is a return and an understanding of what LSU, the, the, like the history of the pedigree of LSU football. And I think this is a signal to boosters, uh, to uh, fans and to, you know, maybe the rest of college football that, Hey, Brian Kelly is fully aware that our defensive backs have not been to the standard that, uh, that we expect or that we want, or that we need to be able to succeed in this league and that he's addressing it. Um, some people might say it's a lazy pick. I, I, I honestly could, I could kind of buy that if you told me, um, you know, if you, I think that's somewhat of a valid criticism, but, um, I mean, I think there's definitely some wait and see, uh, but there's no doubt that he put together some, some, that he's, that his, you know, track record as far as defensive backs goes is is pretty stellar. Mm -hmm. I I would say this is maybe what you would call a crowd pleaser type of pick where like, the average college football fan knows head coaches and some coordinators names and is, but it's pretty rare for like the layman to know like assistance to that level, like position coaches, but for LSU fans, at least like Corey Raymond, uh, if, if you don't know a whole lot about what he's doing, you probably at least have heard his name, at least in passing. And you know that he's associated with DBU and those kind of stellar defenses later in less miles of stint and on into early Ed Orgeron, uh, so yeah, he, he's built up a lot of status within the university and um, won the national I feel championship. Like he's, he's one of the rare, he's one of the rare position coaches that people actually, that like people know who Corey, I mean, like even, even diehard, diehard fans of programs, unless you're a real sicko, kind of like us, you're not going to know, you'll know offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, head coach. You might know one other, but, but I would say most fans of their, of, you know, most fans who, but are not like, like I said, sickos. They're not going to know every position coach. <laughs> Corey Raymond is one of those that, that everybody that that pretty much I feel like every LSU player or every LSU fan kind of knew. Yep. Um, and and so that's why I think Brian Kelly may have gone after this one because he has a good history with the program and he's known as a solid recruiter as well, especially uh, for cornerbacks where we've been a bit lacking in the past two years. And then he brings a bit of that hometown flavor back as well, where maybe Brian Kelly himself is seen as a little bit of an outsider. So uh, he, he's got the the repertoire and, and the cachet to, to be a big time pick. The one downside you mentioned, Tommy, is that the last few years at Florida and even the couple of years prior to that at LSU, the on the field product was, yeah, the on the field product was not stellar. Um, we had a, 
situation with all our, our cornerbacks when Eli Ricks and I'm trying to remember the other guys who we had filling in in like 2020 and 2021 in his last couple of years at LSU. But El Flot, Eli Ricks. Yeah, but that, that wasn't Stingley. our strong suit at the, at the time, anyhow. And so now he comes back, and we'll, and we'll see yeah, how things one. go on the field this year. But um, the only, uh, or I'd say one good thing in his corner is that, no pun intended, is it can't get much worse than last <laughs> year. Uh, so th- I think he's going to have to be a step up for sure, and hopefully he can uh, earn his paycheck in that regard. True. Not just last year. I'd say he, he couldn't be much worse than the last four years. Uh, he was part of some of that, but think of who he was working with. Like he had <laughs> Bo Pelini. That was our defensive coordinator, you know, for one of True. his years. Right. And then after that, it was uh, somebody else for another year. Uh, and that was it. So I, I do agree that, yeah, there was perhaps a decline, although there was not a decline in the talent, right? Uh, Stingley, who has done great at LSU, did, is doing great in the NFL. Uh, there was Eli Ricks also, you know, well, he transferred. So uh, that was that. Uh, I mean, so that came to be. But, um, and just for the record, I personally believe that Ron Cooper is the godfather of DBU. Corey Raymond is definitely like Sonny, right? He's the next in line. Uh, and he took over. He, took, he was the, he's the heir. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, but the fact that one he, Brian Kelly didn't want to keep anybody, right? Cause like we all have acknowledged, uh, the defense wasn't that great before he signed on to be the coach. So he's like, why keep anybody? I mean, this defense was horrible. These guys were six and six or six and seven, two years in a row. So that's totally, you know, believable. Now the fact that he still wants him back because even Brian Kelly, like you said, if you follow football, you know, Corey Raymond's significance, but also Corey Raymond wanted, wanted to come back too. So um, I, I think to me that says everything that we need to know. Uh, it can't get any worse. If nothing else, it can get better and get better with recruiting talent that uh, we don't have to have transfer portal fill up our holes. We can just recruit the guys that we need to begin with. Yeah, uh, I think it is good that you mentioned Bo Pelini, Scott, I think that's an interesting comparison because at the time that was a, a hire that us on the podcast, sure. we were pretty high on. We're like, oh, Bo Pelini, he knows LSU and he's coming back and he's going to kick things back into gear on defense. He's got this new scheme. Uh, and then obviously it kind of fell apart and he was gone after one year. Uh, so hopefully the now, situation like, doesn't play out the same, but it can help to add a little little to, dose of caution in there. To give us, hey, let me let me just give us some, give us, you know, a little bit of slack. We were drinking the Kool-Aid. We believed in O, trust in Ed. We just won a national championship. The guy knows what he's doing. <laughs> Obviously, he didn't. Um, man, you know, it's it's hilarious. Looking back on that, thinking about remember how remember how the big the big uh, the big thing was like, oh, he's bringing back the four five. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> uh, and, I feel uh, we, we traded we traded one good year for like for for bet or well mediocre oh yeah we made a we made a deal we made a bargain Um, devil the devil went down to louisiana not georgia but uh louisiana anyway uh i don't know uh but so what's interesting is that uh you know i i think it's it shows that i mean take of it what you will brian kelly has and we've heard about it beforehand too right and then a day or two later it was a done deal blake baker done uh, these other defensive guys from Missouri, done. Bo Davis, done. All within like a day or two. 
maybe three, but I don't even think it went that far. Same with Corey Raymond. So it's it's uh, it's not like we're sitting on things for a while and then it goes to somebody else. Uh, so the pretty tight-lipped, and we haven't heard anything about an offensive coordinator. So that tells me they weren't even looking at that yet. Uh, they probably feel comfortable because Brian Kelly's a you know an offensive guy, uh, but they were focusing on the defense. Like you said, maybe they were sending some signals to the fan base. You ever going to get Corey Raymond back? Because honestly, who who else would you hire at this point though that where you know would come in and just uh, bring it back to where it was? Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I think everything's a gamble, really. But uh, I think we can trust in Scott on down, Scott Brian. Uh, Blake, all the defensive people on down through Corey. And I, I'd love to see who they get for offense, right? Because it's up in the air. Yeah, yeah we, we might not know that for a while, which is kind of strange that they're kind of delaying that higher. But that makes me more and more inclined to think that it's kind of just going to be an internal promotion, uh, either Joe Brady or Cortez Hankton. Uh, but uh, I think with the offense being what it was and the talent we have there, I'm not as worried about that as the defense. And that seems to be locked up at this point. So should be all right. You said Joe yeah, Brady. I, I, but heard... I think he meant Joe Sloan. Joe Sloan. Yes. I don't know. But, uh, Joe Brady's Brady and Slip, former, though. Joe, Joe Brady guys, could yeah. be on the move. We could get Joe Brady back. He, he's too. coaching as we speak right now. Buffalo <laughs> Bills versus the Chiefs. Right. And speaking of Joe Brady, I saw, I saw a report that he's uh, interviewing for head coaching jobs. Did you see that? Yeah. Which I'm kind of like, Really? Why? <laughs> but, I don't know. But you know maybe it wasn't s- him. Maybe it. No, it was. It was. Maybe it was. Uh, what's his name? The, uh, uh, you know, Matt Rule. Maybe Matt Rule was the reason that he wasn't successful. So. Oh, uh, maybe. Uh, but you know who's uh, interviewed twice in Atlanta now? Harbaugh. Herbie. Belichick. Oh. Which is oh just, yes, I saw. It's just weird. I saw a picture of him at a Chick-fil-A in Midtown Atlanta. Did you see that one? No. Somebody was uh, like, t- somebody like snuck around and took a picture of him ordering. <laughs> that's silly. Uh, what else? Because I think that was it with football, right? Yeah. Well, they had uh, Lance Hurd departing LSU, unfortunately. Right. But we, well, we knew he was departing. We just, now he's going to Tennessee. So uh, no big deal for me. I mean, we, it's not like we're going to, play against them every year he's not a division rival so good good luck to him i guess (laughs) i don't know um but i guess that brings us what what you got i I think that's a good i mean to be honest i think it's a good pickup for tennessee i feel like they're going to be pretty good next year with uh that quarterback uh is it nico something nico i am a laver however you pronounce the name however you say it i don't know how you say it we'll we'll just call him nico but he's going to be i feel like he's going to be pretty good hypel is you know put, seem to be putting together a, a good uh, a good good team and um, so I mean a good pickup for them. I'm sad to see him go, especially because he's just, just a Munro guy and and you know I'm sure Daniel, you're the same way. I like to see our Neville you know uh-huh. Neville products, Westmore products, all of them succeed at LSU. But um, yeah, uh, we'll see. I, I I think we'll be fine. We've got offensive line is a place that we have not really struggled since Brian Kelly has gotten here. That's true. No, and really. uh, I think it was, he was definitely in line to be a good piece at LSU, but unfortunately for him, he was left tackle or bust. And also, unfortunately for him, his high school classmate, Will Campbell, was uh, locking down that side pretty strongly. So I uh, couldn't, couldn't take the 
uh, jab on the chin and move inside to guard or wait his turn. But uh, that's college football now, and you want to play and you want to get paid. So uh, somebody else offers you a deal. There you go. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of, I saw something this weekend. There was uh, a guy. His name escapes me now because I, I can't pull it up. It was a Turry or um, some guy that, that potentially could flip from A&M. Oh, Terry Busey? Terry Busey, thank you. Uh, yeah, what's the skinny on that? Anything? Like is, is, uh, is he... he was just another guy kind of like Dominic McKinley or, or Terry Busey's from Texas, but he's a five-star athlete. He played both ways in high school. And he's been committed to A&M for a while, but he didn't sign during early signing day. So that's a guy that LSU and then he just took a he posted a picture in an LSU jersey this past weekend. That's so people are still kind of high on him. And he's supposed to take a visit, I think, the weekend of January 31st, kind of right before the signing day, which is a good pointer in LSU's direction. Um, so people are, are getting excited a little bit that he might be another kind of big one for this year's class. Uh, obviously that would mean someone else would have to drop off the list considering we're over the scholarship limit. But I think Brian Kelly would be willing to, to make room for another five-star. Yeah, of course. I mean, it, you know, the, the, the interesting thing, and we've seen this play out from, uh, from over the past, maybe what, two weeks now, um, is the fall, the fallout of Saban, um, retiring. Yeah. yeah Saban There's guys are so going much. everywhere. Saban guys are going everywhere, which is, which, I mean, the dominoes of that Saban, uh, you know, Saban is forcing guys for Alabama to leave Alabama guys going somewhere. Well, now, now the, their destination is chugged up. Now this guy, you know, guy at A&M guy, at Georgia guy, wherever he's going to have to go. So there's going to be a good opportunity. And I think LSU along with other sec schools, but LSU, I, I would say Georgia number two or Georgia now new number one in the sec. Number two would be, LSU as far as beneficiaries of, of, um, you know, the ex, the Saban exodus. So, um, that's something to look out for. I know there were a bunch of, uh, there's, there's so many Louisiana guys that we're looking at. Um, you know, I think it was it Trey Amos. He was a, a defensive back for Alabama. I think he just committed to another school, but, um, there's a number of, of Alabama guys that, you know, from Louisiana who, who could come back our way. Um, uh, so that's something to watch out for. Sure. And we we also can't downplay, you know, what DeBoer could do. I mean, he uh he he had pretty quick success at Washington, right? Um, oh yeah. So it's like he's I I know the guys are leaving, but I don't think he'll have a completely empty cupboard when he gets to Alabama. And I mean, really all he has to do is show that he can uh sustain the program. Uh, I don't know what the expectations would be for year one, but I think recruiting wise, if he at least keeps him at three losses or better and in the hunt for a playoff, then what do recruits care at that point? Then they're like, okay, well, Alabama's still Alabama. I know Nick Saban's the guy. Yeah, but I'm you, just saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, no, I, I totally agree. And I think he'll, he'll be fine. I think he'll be a good coach for Alabama, but you can't discount the fact that there, there are guys who are, probably could care less about Alabama. They, they never said roll tide. They never stepped foot in the state <laughs> houndstooth. What is it? But then, but the greatest of all time, the greatest to ever do it is coaching at this school. And he wants me to play for him. Yes, I'm doing it. I mean, I don't think I know I would have done it. Sorry. Like I love LSU. Like anybody, <laughs> if, I mean, if the greatest of all time asks you to come play for him, it's hard to say no, Right. And if you, and, and conversely, if you, if you came 
And the only, really the only reason you came to play is because like, look, I'm playing for the greatest of all time. And you're from Texas. You're from Louisiana. You're from Georgia. And he leaves. Maybe you want to go home. And I don't think, you know, whether whoever the hire is, it's that doesn't necessarily really matter that much. Yeah. Well, it will be interesting to see. Uh, now, that brings us on to men's and women's basketball. Uh, Ellis, you did uh, pretty good to start the week. Like Daniel said last week, they had two good games this week. They did well earlier in the week. They took care of Old Miss. And then we had uh, the rematch with Texas A&M yesterday. Didn't fare as well there, although uh, I'd say it was pretty close. I mean, they, it was, what, I think they lost by four total or something. So it's, uh, it was another good game. Um, uh, the old Miss game. Uh, I don't know. I was able to watch a little bit of that. They, I think we're all watching it probably at the same time. Yeah. Uh, they, they were up by what? 15 at one point in the second half. Uh, Ole Miss came back, you know, she went back up and, uh, they just, they held on. It was a good win. Uh, it's what they needed. Definitely. And, we're in the thick of it, but of course, you know, we saw with the Texas A&M game, uh, they're still a good team, and the Tigers just weren't able to hold on for two in a row like that, but it's still a good showing. But the the Lady Tigers did well. They just beat Arkansas, what, just literally a few minutes ago. Uh, was it 99 to 68? So uh, congrats to them. But all in all, uh, it's rocking at the PMAC and, and the programs, right? Yeah, yeah, as far I mean, as the... I, I, I was. Go ahead, Tommy. I, well, I was just going to say I was that was the first game I've seen, I think, in the Matt McMahon era where I, I watched that watched almost all of that old Miss game. First one in the Matt McMahon era that I watched where I was actually pretty like impressed. I didn't like how we gave up a big lead, but, you know, that part of that is basketball. Um, but we were we were really shooting the lights out. Specifically, was it right? Yeah, Jordan um, Wright has played well. Yeah, he looked real good. Um, Cook, you know, Jalen Cook looked good against Ole Miss. Did just did not look good against A and M. Um, so I don't know. I just I said it last week. Say it again. I wish this team had a little more edge. I wish this team had something to it. Like a, I miss I miss the Will Wade days. <laughs> the gritty. Um, the gritty. I like. I, I I miss I miss the edge and the the. Never knowing if maybe this maybe the house of cards is coming down next week. The NCAA is investigating again. <laughs> Remember that? That was mm-hmm. a whole saga where every week it'd be some inv- NCAA investigator on campus. We talked about that for like three years straight on the pod. I know. Is the hammer gonna fall on Will Wade? Yeah. Yeah. And and this is um a little bit uh unrelated but y'all see that like sharon lewis that whole thing finally got like resolved and she was like charged by the university and forced to like pay back a bunch of money and like all charges oh, really that, like she had accused the lsu department of yeah it was all cleared up yeah didn't she accuse oh frank wilson yeah yeah not doing a get bunch into of people. those details but yeah it was just like i mentioned didn't she accuse like a player too wasn't it like grant delpit or she accused no. some player Probably guys. I don't know. Oh no! I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry, Grant. I don't. I yeah. to... Oh, you. Yeah. yeah, I think it was Darius guys. 
Yeah, this was in uh, the end of December, December 19th, but Sharon Lewis, LSU's former associate athletic director of football recruiting, filed a $50 million lawsuit against the university, alleging years of harassment, and all charges were dismissed uh, by the court, uh, charges including uh, sexual misconduct. So LSU got cleared of that one by the, the higher powers. So that's good to see, although the, the news will, will bury that story, unlike the ones uh, kind of against LSU. I mean, it is right. pretty crazy that we talked about that and and I mean, for the better part of a year, that, that was going to be LSU was like LSU wasn't going to have sports again. You know, oh, they're going to bring the death penalty back. This is it. This is it. Let's let's just hope football is allowed to play next year. Like, and then of course, yeah, it's all dismissed, which is kind of crazy. Um, mm-hmm. And our and and I actually knew a little bit of the background of that case. Um, there were very so because LSU Law School. And LSU is so, I mean, because it's just like the big, the biggest school in the state, like, you know, the state, the, the school everybody kind of goes to, um, I, there were tons of judges. Cause I think it was, I think the court, the, the case was in new Orleans, like the home, you know, district or whatever was in new Orleans. Um, countless judges had to recuse themselves because they were big LSU boosters or because they went to LSU or because they knew the athletic directors and stuff like that. So they had a really hard time finding a judge to, to hear that case from what I hear. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But, yeah, and I, I guess back to basketball after that. But uh, one of one of the week isn't too bad for LSU and SEC play. I mean, last year we had three or two SEC wins the entire season, and we've already got three this year. So uh, we can we can claim some improvement, which is good. Uh, I'm not going to say I'm one of the the McMen at this point, but hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, Matt McMahon can. Keep it going in a slow turnaround process. So if we get a couple more weeks like this, that's not the the end of the world. But yeah, just just to be competitive at some point, which is what we're doing, is all right. And then to to take some a few wins down, uh, we enjoy that. And then the women, yeah, steamrolled Arkansas and, and beat Alabama also. So the uh, the big one is the the next game coming up on January twenty fifth. What day of the week is that? Um, is that Wednesday? Uh, no, Thursday from now. Yeah. Thursday. Yeah, Thursday against South Carolina, number one South Carolina, undefeated at home. So uh, this is probably going to be the first women's basketball game I tune in and try and watch. And if you're at home and want to watch one, this is going to be the one to to tune in also. So uh, good luck to the Lady Tigers there. Yeah, and I think uh, if the men had a few, like if they did pull one out against AM and had two more after that, like uh, winning begets just I'd say attendance, right? Because I was I was able oh, yeah. to see a little bit of the women's game, and PMAC was packed. Uh, you could see from social media. I didn't see that, but the uh, they had a gymnastics meet where they won. They the the PMAC was pretty much packed. They always have good attendance. So if we could just get the men up there, because otherwise the PMAC's working. And I know that uh, I remember Kim Mulkey said something about she wanted them to upgrade the facilities to match what you know she's trying to do. So. You know, we're like we said, we're approaching the the end of the regular season here in the next month and a half. But I don't know, has there been any news on that? Like, because I figured they would mention if you know after the end of the season they may be doing some renovations to the PMAC, and I saw something like there was a history building that was like having some issues now too. But LSU's got the money, so they can be fixing this stuff, right? Yeah, I will say um, we just had a new governor elected and a new crop, a whole new legislature elected. 
and a lot of that funding is, is going to come from them um and okay. approvals and all that will will be so i would not be surprised and i'll keep i'll keep an eye out during my nine to five to see if i hear anything about that but um the uh i that's probably gonna we're probably gonna learn more about about the what what exactly is going to be funded and and um added into the lsu plan in like april-ish march april gotcha we'll reconvene uh so other than that i think the only thing that was left to, to ask you guys about was uh you know what your thoughts were on the nfl because we're, we're getting down to the to the last four after this weekend so what are your thoughts um, man, I'll, I'll start it We're off. We're so off. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's all right. Uh, Scratch it's that. Not, it's not the Cowboys year, but if you're a Cowboys fan, you're probably thinking it'll just be next year. But it's once again not this year. Cowboys, oy vey, uh, just just can't get it together ever. But uh, I, I thought the Pack were almost going to pull it out there, which would have been amazing. Yeah. Uh, but that's not the case. I don't know. I kind of feel like I want to pull for the Lions just for what they got on the line. Um, last playoff win was, what, 30 years ago. So, I don't know, maybe them. But, uh, you know, San Francisco looks really good. Uh, then the AFC, we still got one to go. We got the Bills and the Chiefs. It's still pretty close in the first half. Uh, but other than that, probably leaning Baltimore. Yeah, I watched the um, Baltimore versus – who they play? I'm Texas. Texans. A te- Texans game Texans. yesterday, and, and I think I'm on the Ravens train. They've got a good offense, Lamar Jackson in MVP form, and a good defense as well. Former LSU linebacker Patrick Queen on there uh, with some other stars. And uh, so they've been playing really good and are already in the a- AFC championship. So uh, riding the Ravens as well as um, my, my daytime employer has a big office in Baltimore. They actually showed it during the broadcast, like on TV uh, on the, from the blimp, oh, really? uh, which, yeah, which is kind of cool. Uh, so going with Baltimore and then not sure what's going to happen today in the, in the chiefs bills game, but uh, I feel like neither of those teams, my homes and the chiefs is, is what they were even just a couple of years ago, which is kind of sad. Yeah. Well, you know, they, they, um, I think, uh, what's his name? Matt McDaniel. Was it Matt? Matt McDaniel? Yeah, the the Dolphins guy. He would tell you they got rid of Tyreek Hill. That's why. Mike. But, um, Mike McDaniel. Mike. Mike McDaniel. Who's Matt McDaniel? Anyway, Matt McMahon. Um, yeah. Um, I I enjoyed both games. Watched watched both. Um, wanted to see a little bit more fight out of the out of the Texans. Um, just because like you know the LSU guys, and then also I I texted Daniel about this. Uh, Scott, did you see John Mechie's out there and like playing a lot? Which no. I thought was kind of cool, especially after um the you know beating cancer. So right. exactly. Um so I like like that. I really enjoyed watching the, the 49ers game. I'm enjoy I'm enjoying rooting for Brock Purdy and uh feel like he, you know he's just kind of a cool story to to watch. Um but uh yeah, I've just I haven't been and maybe it's maybe it's a symptom of my worst fantasy team in the past in like 10 years, but haven't been as invested in the NFL this year. I feel like it's been a little bit of a down year. Well, I think this, one thing know, like that, like Chiefs aren't one, as good. Daniel, like you said, Chiefs Bills not as good as they have been. And one thing for us, like the Saints were pretty meh at best and having all their quarterback issues, so it was hard to to ride that bandwagon. And then 
in LSU fans' recent history, Joe Burrow with the Bengals plus Jamar Chase has been the the top story and him being injured for a good portion of the season. The Bengals not so good. Uh, that that wasn't it, is easy to cheer for also because like they were having their Super Bowl run just two years ago and all the Louisiana people were all over the Bengals. Um, so ho- hopefully he bounces back next year. But yeah, um, and then no Patriots either with Tom Brady. Like everybody just loved to either cheer for or hate on Tom Brady and like him or hate him. He brought something special to the league and it's a little bit different without him. Yeah. Wow. I think uh, we pretty much hit all the buttons today. Uh, unless you guys had anything else. I think that no, was sh- short and sweet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, in that case, I think that'll pretty much do it for us here. I'm talking to definitely tune in next week. Who knows? We may have some news uh, on who the, Offensive staff might start to be so uh, definitely check back in, but we'll definitely have some uh, some LSU basketball scores for you folks and anything else that comes down the chute. Uh, so until then, stay safe, stay tuned, and we'll talk to you next time. I'm talking to you.